Hello, and welcome to the Christian Worship Assembly podcast, The Church Without Walls. Listen as Pastor Frederick brings forth the word and breaks it down for listeners of all ages. Get ready to be blessed by the Lord as God uses him to reveal his will over our lives. This morning, I kind of just want to talk uh, this morning and share some things with you all this morning because, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, we go different places. We hear a lot of sermons. We hear a lot of messages. We have people, they come and preach for us, and we hear a lot. And, and what I want to share with you this morning is to always be open. Always be open to receive any message if it's scripture. If it's scripture. We, we hear a lot of sermons and a lot of things that we hear. Sometimes some stuff will sit right with you. Sometimes some stuff will not sit right with you. But what God really wants to show his people, he wants to show us how to sift any message. I don't care where you go. I don't care wherever you go uh, and you hear a message. Uh, even if you hear a message here, you hear a message somewhere else, you can get anything out of a message. You can receive anything out of a message, but you have to learn how to sift. What I mean by sift, sifting is when you know when God is speaking and then when man is speaking, okay? Sometimes when you're dealing with uh, uh, ministry, when you're dealing with uh, different messages that are being preached, you have to understand that nobody is perfect. No man on this earth is perfect. And sometimes the man speaks, and sometimes God speaks. And it's in a message, God does not speak the whole message. Why? Because of our humanness. Okay? Everything that is scripture and line up with scripture, that is what God is saying. But anything else is man. Okay? You have to learn how to be able to sieve. Now, there are some things, uh, commandments that God give man as well to bring forth. But the spirit inside of you said he will show you all truth. The Holy Spirit living inside of you will show you all truth. If you have the Holy Spirit, he will show you all truth. Your spirit has to bear witness to whatever is being preached or said or any type of unction of any kind. The Holy Spirit in you bears witness to that, right? Have you, have you ever heard something and you're just like, I know that's God. Sometimes you can't explain it. And it's not even in the form of scripture. It's not like somebody come and tell you 2 Corinthians 3 and 2 or 2 Corinthians 3 and 9, but something has been said and you say, oh, I know that's God. And you say, man, that was just for me. That was right, that was right for me. And this is good. This is good because you have to allow the spirit of God that dwells in you to be able to sift any message. You have to know what is for you and how can you benefit from it. 
when, when messages are being preached, you have to know, okay, this is for me. And then there are some things that are spoken out as a whole, but it's not necessarily meaning the whole. It's meaning some. And you understand, even how Jesus preached, Jesus would even say some of you. <laughs> he even said some of you, when he said some of you shall not taste death. Do you know how many people he was talking to? He was talking to a lot of people. He was talking to a multitude of people. But he didn't say all of you. He said some of you would not taste, taste death. Amen? But you will see the Son of Man coming into his kingdom. Okay, so what that means is Jesus would even preach messages. He would say it to the, to the public as a whole, but he had to say what needed to be said so it can touch a few people. This is what you have to understand. When you are able to sift messages, sift any type of message, then you would not put, your place, put yourself in a place where you are so easily offended. Okay, once you realize you know who you are, once you realize you know who you are in Christ, you're not doing anything, you're not living any type of way, you're not up under the covers nowhere trying to hide or whatever, you know who you are. So when things are being said in the service or whatever it may be, as if it's projected as a whole, you already know your identity. See, this is how you're able to sift messages lest you get offended. Because you can get offended so easily if you accept something that has been projected to the public and that's not you. Okay, this is the, when you learn, when you allow the Holy Spirit inside of you to sift any message. It doesn't matter if I preach, somebody else preach, or you go somewhere else. Sometimes I say some stuff, sometimes I can be quite hard. But you know yourself. If I say something in, in the message or whatever that may be projected to the public, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the public. That just means that the Holy Spirit is using whoever to speak to touch somebody's life because only he knows the heart of a person. If you put yourself in a place and you be like, oh, my word, I know good and well. He didn't say that about us. I know good and well. That is not true. That is not so. Well, he's not necessarily meaning to you. Unless if you're feeling some kind of way, there may be some doubt in your spirit about yourself. But anytime you feel some kind of mm inside of your spirit, then you have to be willing to say, Lord, that's for me. Somebody say, this is good for me. Somebody say, that was for me. When you feel this, mm. See, what happens when offense comes, then when you're offended by something, that means it's something you're already dealing with. Mm. When you hear something, say, mm. But then when you get to a place where you say, hey, you know, I know that I'm living right. I know that I'm living according to God's word. I know I'm living in truth. Then that shouldn't really bother me. See, what you have to do, you have to get in your mind. You have to say, well, maybe that ain't for me. Maybe that's for sister such and such. 
or brother such and such or whoever it may be that's in the audience. But you can't necessarily take that thing as something so personal being directed directly towards you. Because God is going to speak. God is going to speak. He's going to speak his word. He's not going to hold back on anything. He's going to speak his word. He's going to project it out. When the boldness of the Holy Spirit come upon you, whatever preacher or whatever, uh, whoever says what, that word of God is going to project out to the public. But it's up to you to know, is that for me? Was that for me? And then if it is for you, you have to say, mm, this is good for me. Sometimes I wonder, why do the people of God don't want to feel the pricking and the pulling? Because you got to understand something. When you're in a place where you don't feel that, then you can't call yourself a son and daughter of God. Because the word of God said that he chastened those that he loved. And he chastised those that he loved. And when you feel that pricking inside of you, that means that God is showing his love towards you. That means that God is showing his fatherhood towards you. He's trying to show you that you are important to me. And I'm allowing you to feel conviction because I love you. And I want you to get things right with me because I got a blessing waiting on you. And this thing that is being hidden, you're holding up the blessing. I have caught. See, God will do that sometime. You can't be afraid of the picking, pricking, and the pulling. You can't be afraid of your toes being crushed sometime. You have to just suck it up and say, Lord, this is for me. Then you have to say, this is good for me. This is good for me. It is very important that a person be able to, people in general, be able to admit and to acknowledge your wrongdoing in life. To be able to admit when you are wrong. When you get to a place where you cannot admit where you're wrong, you, you can't truly receive justification from Christ. Oh, somebody don't want to hear what I got to say. I'm going to show you in the scripture a little bit so you'll understand what I'm talking about. But first, we're going to go to 2 Timothy. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And I want to show you something. Let's back on up to verse 15. This is good. Somebody say, this is good. The word of God says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, I want you to hold it right there. In verse 15, it says, Paul is writing to Timothy. And he's telling him that you've known these scriptures growing up as a little boy. The scriptures have been instilled in you. He said, these scriptures will make you wise until salvation. It's not your intellect that will make you wise. You can be smart. I know a lot of smart people that is not wise. 
I know a lot of smart people that can't even handle their finances right. Amen. I know a lot of smart people that's been, that's been uh, have gotten degrees and all that, and they still not wise. Because wisdom, wisdom is different from being smart. Amen. Wisdom is different from being smart. Okay. Wisdom comes from the Lord. Smarts come from your own doing. You're not born smart, okay? You were born, a lot of folks say, boy, they were, they were born like that, and they, ooh, they so smart. You're not born smart. You're a little child. You can't talk. You can't walk. You can't even go to the bathroom by yourself. Amen? It's not something that you inherit. It's something that you, that you strive to learn. You learn to, to get information, to receive knowledge. You're not born with smartness. But I will tell you this. You can be born with wisdom. What, what do I mean by that? And I'm not talking about uh, a little child think they can just tell you something. I'm not talking like that. But I'm talking about when God want to do something in your life. God want to do something in your life. He's placed that anointing on you. With the same thing he did with Samuel. Samuel was a wise prophet. He was wise, but he was young. And when Jesus called, he said, I'm just a child. He didn't want to receive the calling on his life because he felt that he was inadequate. But God had put something in him. Okay? Just like even Solomon. Solomon was a young man, but God put something in him. God gave him wisdom. You see what I'm saying? Wisdom is preordained. Okay? Wisdom, look, I'm going to tell you something about wisdom. Wisdom, you don't have to sit up there and try to read books about wisdom. It's so many people wasting their time buying all these books trying to be wise. Buying all these books trying to be wise. Oh, how can I be wise? The word of God says, he who lacks wisdom, let him Ask for wisdom, and it shall be given unto him. And you can't find wisdom in the book. I'm sorry. I don't know who told you that. I don't know who, be, who behooved you. But you can't find wisdom in the book. Wisdom comes from asking God for wisdom. He said, he who lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives what? Liberally. He gives, he gives you free. When you ask God for wisdom, he gives it to you. It's not anything that you learn. But the word of God in verse 15, he said that the scriptures that was inside of Timothy, the scriptures that he have known from an early age, he said you need to use these scriptures so that you can be wise unto salvation. Now, I want you to understand something. If you don't know the word of God, you ain't worth a hill of beans. You can't help nobody. You can't talk to nobody. You can't counsel nobody. Why? Why can't you? Because you don't have a foundation that is in the Word. The, found, the Word of God is your foundation. The Word of God is what we live by. The Word of God is what gives us instruction. The Word of God is what gives us wisdom unto salvation. So you got to, and then what it say unto salvation. So what does that mean? That means that you got a lot of folks that ain't saved and know the Word and they think they're wise. That's not true. Oh, I got a lot of homeboys. I got a lot of homeboys being incarcerated, talking about some they didn't gain knowledge. 
all of a sudden we in the hood together slinging dope together out in the hood then you get locked up all of a sudden you come back like you're a doctor or something matter of fact you one of the worst ones acting a fool then you done got locked up in prison. You done got around some Allah folks or whatever and got you spitting that knowledge, talking all this crazy talk. I don't even know what you're talking about. And all of a sudden, you got this, you got this, all this knowledge you say, but you don't have knowledge of salvation. I'm trying to speak you this knowledge. I'm trying to speak you this knowledge, this knowledge, this knowledge. What kind of knowledge you got to give me that I ain't already received in the word of God? You got to understand something. There's a lot of folks that out there want to speak you some knowledge, want to try to tell you something. But if you, want, if you know the word of God, you know what's wrong with a, a, a lot of us. We, since we spend so much time trying to prove everybody else that we can tell them something. But we can't tell our own children something. We'll spend so much time trying to tell everybody something and you can't even tell your family nothing. Spend so much time trying to tell everybody something, you can't even tell your husband nothing. Or vice versa. So much time trying to prove yourself as to be anointed. It's all right to talk to people. But why do Christians always want to try to spit something to somebody who know better, but then folks out there on the street that need to hear the word but then you're trying to educate somebody who knows the word. How can you educate somebody who knows the word when this other guy or this girl or whatever out in the street don't know the word, but you're trying to educate your peers around you to try to show yourself to be superior? That's not being superior. That's just, that's just going in a circle, telling them stuff that they already know. Oh, some folk, look, I'm trying to show y'all something now. Look, wait a minute. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, I come for the sick. What that mean? There were folk that know the word. There were teachers that were brought up in the word. There were teachers that, there were people that were teaching, were brought up in, in, in Judaism and brought up in the Quran and brought up in the word of God and knew the scrolls and knew what they were reading. And they say, Jesus, tell us something. Jesus said, wait a minute. You supposed to know better. You have to look at how Jesus carried himself. Jesus said, you're supposed to know better. Let me go to the sick. Because why, why is he going to continue? See, Jesus knew that he didn't have that much time. He only had three and a half years. So he couldn't spend three and a half years trying to teach people who already know the word. A lot of times we want to educate people on the word and they know the word. Only way you're supposed to educate people, they know the word, is you're trying to encourage them. Or if they have fallen, if they have fallen, then you, then you bring to remembrance the word that they have already received to help them get back on track. Or you having Bible study. But you got to understand something here. It says, in verse 16, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. In verse 15, it says, all scripture that has been given you is wise, is wise, giving you wise wisdom 
unto salvation. Meaning if you, if you ain't saved and you're trying to read the word, talking about you're going to give spit some knowledge to somebody, you ain't going to cut it because there ain't no anointing tied to that. There ain't no covenant that is tied to what you're trying to bring forth. If you're not saved, there is no, there is no, there is no connection with God. Okay, so what you're trying to say that maybe in the word, yes, it is the word, but it doesn't, it doesn't pack any power. Why so much we go places and we see folk hollering and turning cartwheel and hooping? You know, I like to holler sometimes, but I only holler when the Holy Spirit moves me. I don't holler just to holler. I just don't come out just hollering, just come out hollering. See, when you, when you come out hollering, you're trying to prove yourself to the people as if you already. Why does y'all come out? That don't make no sense. Just come out just hollering like I got Tourette's or something. But everything you do and everything you say, when you're walking in the Spirit, there is an unction of the Holy Spirit that moves you a certain way. It is not your doing. See, man, can, man knows how to turn a switch on and turn a switch off. He knows how to be spiritual and knows how to not be spiritual. Amen? But you have to understand and realize, hey, if this man or is this God? Is man speaking or is God speaking? I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the man or woman or whoever. But you have to be able to see. But one thing you need to realize is all scripture, not some scripture. Somebody say all scripture. All, all say this, say all scripture, all scripture is, profitable is profitable for me. For me. Let's say that one more time. All scripture. Is profitable for me. Not some scripture. Not you can just take out what you want to take out and say that don't apply to me. Or just add to what you want to add to and say that don't apply to me. This is how we mess up. When we don't apply all scripture to our life and seeing as if it's beneficial. Whether it hurts you or it don't hurt you. Whether it sting or it don't sting. All scripture is profitable. How many people believe the word of God? When you say, I believe in the word of God, that means that all of this word, everything that's being preached, everything that is being said, that line up with scripture, and there is scripture, is profitable unto my life. I'm supposed to take it, and I'm supposed to use it, and I'm supposed to apply that scripture to my life, because this is what's going to make me wise. This is going to help me get through the situation in my marriage. This is going to help me get through my financial situation. This is going to help me get through my job situation. This is going to help me get through my my health situation, this guy, I can apply to every area of my life and prosper. Somebody say, how can I succeed? The key is in the word. It is probable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, in righteousness. In righteousness. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians. First, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 36 through uh, 38. Now, this is, this is Paul speaking to the church of Corinth. It says, what came? He said, what? Came the word of God out from you? Or came it unto you 
only. Stop right there. Wait a minute. Whoa. Do you know how deep that is? Look at how this scripture is, 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 is written down. He's saying what? He's not saying what, uh, what with an exclamation point. He's saying what with a question. He's actually asking the church of Corinthians, he said, what? Came the word of God out from you? Question mark. Or came it unto you only? What he's saying, he's telling the church of Corinthians, he said, is this word coming out of you? Are you doing this word? Are you living by this word? Or did it come to you only? He's saying, did I just come to here and just preach to you and you didn't get nothing I said? This is, this, is what, this is what Paul is saying, but I have to break it down in 2015 so that we can understand it. Paul is saying, now, I done brought all this word and all this instruction and all these things that, that you're supposed to receive, but did you just hear it and you didn't do it? You just let it get in you, but you didn't allow it to come out of you. You just let the word come into you, but you didn't work the word out of you. Came the word of God out from you? Or came it unto you only? Verse 37. He says, if any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Stop right there. Now, wait a minute. Now, these are one of them things that I'm trying to, that, that I want you to understand. When the word of God was written, it was written from inspiration from God, right? It was inspiration from God. It was, in some translations say, it was God breathed. Some translations say it was God breathed. It was inspiration from the word. Now, now wait a minute. What, what Paul is telling the church of Corinth He's letting them know that you can't get upset about some of the commandments that I'm bringing to you. If you have read chapter 14 in, in, in Corinthians, if you have read chapter 14 in 1 Corinthians, you, you must understand what was Paul telling the church of Corinthians. He went in the church of Corinthians. When he went in, he saw some folk doing some stuff that was out of order. In some passages of scripture, he even said that the, uh, the, the, the prophecy, the words of a prophet are subject to the prophet. And then he said confusion is not from God. Right? So when he went into the church of Corinthians, he said, wait a minute. Them folk just carrying on. They just cutting up. They just prophesying. This one prophesying. That one prophesying. Lord, is the whole church full of prophets? Oh, come on, somebody. I'm trying to show you something. Everybody's speaking in tongues are going on. What are they saying? Is there, is there any edification to anyone? Or is everybody trying to show themselves to be spiritual? Wait a minute. Oh! Go back to verse 37. If any man think himself to be what? Or what? 
Now he said, wait a minute. Now in the church of Corinthians, all y'all trying to act like y'all prophets. All y'all trying to act like y'all just overly spiritual. And, and ain't nobody getting edified. Then he go on to say, some folks that's not educated in the word of God, they try to use this scripture to say preach, women ain't supposed to preach, but that ain't what he was saying. He was saying, let the women keep silent. But he ain't talking about them supposed to preach. He talking to the church of Corinthians. He said, some of y'all women there act like they ain't got no sense. They telling the husband what to do. They telling the husband what to do. They just talking out loud and blurting and gossiping all over the church. He noticed something. He sit back, he evaluate. He said, these women gossiping all over the church, even while the sermon is going on. They gossiping and talking and cutting up and act like they ain't got no sin. He said, y'all women, tell y'all women to be quiet. He wasn't saying you're not supposed to preach. What he was saying is he was talking to the church of Corinth. He said, Corinthians, he said that in your church, Corinthians, in your church, they acting a fool. But preachers, they preach this and they try to use it because they want themselves to be superior over a woman. And they don't want no woman telling them what to do and give them instruction. They're ignorant. Amen? They're ignorant. But it says, whoever think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge the things that I write unto you, the commandments of the Lord. Now, he, now, there were people that didn't get what he was saying. They wasn't trying to receive. In the church of Corinthians, they weren't trying to receive. He said, whoever, he wrote over there, he said, I don't know what these folk, who these folk think you are. Look how Paul was doing. And I'm going to break this thing down in 2015. I don't know who y'all think y'all are, whoever in there that want to put their mouth on me, talking about some heat writing all this jibber-jabber and saying all this stuff, who they think they is. I'm, I'm, I'm Paul. I'm Paul. God called me. I'm the apostle of this church, and God called me. How you think you're going to tell me something? And I'm coming, I come to bring the word to you. He said, whoever it is in there, whether they're a prophet or they think they're spiritual, over-spiritual than I am, tell them. See, I got to break the damn down 2015 so that you can hear it, so you can understand what I'm saying. He said, whoever in there think they're a prophet or think they're over-spiritual, these, what I'm writing to you, those are commandments from God. Those are little commands from God. And, and see, just like I told you earlier, when you've heard something, and it wasn't necessarily a, a scripture that was read, but it was, it was instructions given from the man and woman of God. You say, mm, that's God. That's what was going on with Paul. The, the church of Corinthians, when they, when they read it, they should have said, mm, this is God. They shouldn't have to take an angel to come and tell you these are the commandments from the Lord. It shouldn't take Moses to come. And say, look, these are the commitments from the Lord. This is the law. All right? There's some things that God move upon men and women of God that are commandments from God. And you can say, mm, that's God. When you feel it, you say, mm, that's God right there. Amen? Amen.